When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Everybody, welcome to Horror Movie Night. Uh, this episode is sponsored by our Patreon subscriber, Scott Halley. Uh, you may know Scott as one of the two co-hosts of Scott and uh, Holy shit, my brain just shut off. <laughs> Scott, Scott and Liam, Liam versus, versus evil. evil. Oh my god, my I I knew that it was Liam, and I wanted to ke- keep saying Ian. Um, Scott and Liam versus Evil. Uh, Scott has requested that uh, we promote his podcast Twitter instead of his own Twitter. So follow Scott at Scott and Liam versus uh, because he doesn't use his personal one. So thank you, Scott, for donating. Uh, It's a big deal to us that you guys threw anything towards us because I can probably speak for Adam and Scott here when I say like, in the podcasting community, there's a, a select group of podcasts that you kind of see as as your equals and, and your peers, that your guys are all, like, friendly and in it together and are, you know, a good collective. And you're, Scott, and, Scott and Liam are definitely in that collective for me. Um, and I think it's the same for Adam and Scott as kind of one of those shows that, that we consider equal to us and, and just really cool dudes. Uh, so thank you for donating to the Patreon. And now let's talk about a piece of shit that somebody made us watch. on Horror Movie Night, we head down under with a couple of protein strings with the Australian gross-out flick mm. Body Melt. Uh, we all look buff while we keep it in the family. And speaking of our longtime friend Cannon here with us today, just as a special little treat, we're going to let him explain the plot for us. So go ahead, Cannon. Oh, no. Give us a summary. No. What exactly is <laughs> happening in Body Melt? Oh, no. This, mo- this movie is totally incomprehensible. <laughs> I have no idea how I, how I would begin explaining it. 
Um, just just okay, in a couple so, quick sentences, why don't you tell us what's happening? Oh, okay, okay. No, I, I can I can try. Uh, so the the film is a critique of uh, of uh, pop pop culture. I'm not going to use a couple short sentences. You can't you can't describe this as in a couple sentences. Um, so they're they're critiquing they're critiquing basically. Um, the, uh, the smart pill craze that went went uh, that started in the '90s, in the early '90s, and so so there's uh, there's a clinic. They're um, they're secretly dosing this small community with smart pills, and um, it, so but these pills are, are uh, they're mutagenic, and they it basically mutates and kills these people, uh, and that's that's the story. There's like <laughs> there's no other way to explain it. All right, so yeah, you did a pretty good job there. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> So, well, that was body melt. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so I own this on DVD because, of course, I do. And um, <laughs> and the DVD that I have uh, has an intro to it hosted by uh, – she calls herself Katrina. And as far as I can tell, she is the Australian Elvira. So she starts off – like the movie starts off with like a five-minute thing of her just like giving some of the historical context of the movie and – you know, this, that, and the other thing. And there was two things that I wanted to write down and bring up right out the gate because I think they explain the movie very well. Um, so the director of this movie had never made a movie before, but he was the he had an electronica band called Tisk Tisk Tisk, uh, which he did all of the music videos for, which completely makes sense when you think about this movie because it does just feel like a be- bunch of electronica music videos crashed together with like a thinly explained plot to tie it all in. Um, but the other context she wanted to give was that the film was like fairly subversive on an Australian uh, standpoint because literally the entire cast was essentially made up of people from like friend like the Australian versions of like Friends and Day of Our Lives, Days of Our Lives, and CSI and CSI. So she kind of said like. It'd be the equivalency of if, like, the cast of Friends starred in Reanimator and how, like, people in America would be like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they doing this? Um, God, that would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I mean, if if it actually had the budget of Reanimator and the actual, like... Plotline? Cinematography and uh, a solid plot. Well, not even a solid plot, but a plot. Um (laughs) I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I'd I'd be a little happier with having sat through this. Um, <clears throat> but as it stands, um, so a little backstory for listeners new and old alike. Um, so Canon was uh, one of the. I, I don't know if you were first generation, but you were early on there when we were doing um, uh, Reddit Horror Club. You joined on and you constantly antagonized us by being like, well, well, like this, this piece of crap horror movie is really just, uh, it's a social commentary. Well, what the fuck was that movie that guys help me out here that the canon picked and he was like, uh, uh, yeah, but, um, really it's, it's, it's supposed to be this, this, and this. Every like, movie all those... that canon picks. <laughs> yeah. So that was, pretty, that was pretty much every movie I picked. I, I had, I had <laughs> oh, some major oh. spiel about it. And then, and then he got mad and stopped picking movies with us when he did <laughs> Frankenstein's Army, and we, oh, at least I, had the time of my life watching that piece of shit because that movie's awesome. 
he, he like swore off horror club. He's like, you know what? I, I can't troll them anymore. So I'm not even gonna try. Uh, so we. But then he made us watch Tusk because he wanted us to see what happens. Oh, you to pod- were the one who did Tusk. Yeah. Oh, he, he wanted us to see what happens when podcasters don't appreciate their subject material. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so that's canon for everyone. He's he's a he's a right bastard, as they say. And we um, love him. We love him yeah, to death. Oh, no, no. Uh, it, we would expect nothing less from him. But I'm pretty sure that me me protesting doing body melt so many times is why he picked this, and also probably why Matt was like, yeah, yeah, let's have Canon back on the show. Because Matt had probably seen it already and was like, oh, it's not that bad. But I'm not going to tell Scott that. Because I thought there was going to be a super gross out. Like, I don't know. But it was really tame. I, I was actually more bored than anything else. Hmm. Well, uh, let's, let's hear it from God's mouth to our ears. Why did you pick this movie, Ken? <laughs> oh, no. I, I thought I, I thought Scott had already seen the movie for some reason. Um, I, I, I must have been mistaken. No, I, I thought I thought Scott would hate it. And, well, uh, I mean, I didn't enjoy it, so I guess mission accomplished. <laughs> no, but no, I, I don't aim. I don't aim for mediocrity. I, I go for the <laughs> complete irritation, and I failed. I failed you. Sorry. No, no, you went for mediocrity, and you fell smack dab right in the middle of it. This movie. <laughs> I mean, it also what? makes so much sense that the director just did electronica videos because he also like the music is. Just the worst thing ever in this film. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Like, beep, boop, boop. It's the, <laughs> it's garbage. No, you didn't like the music. I I, I thought that was the one redeeming point uh, about it because it was. Uh, uh, no, I'm lying. It's fucking. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> there's definitely like there's at least like one track that sounds like the dude's cat just ran across the keyboard and he was like, "That works." Like we'll throw that in there. <laughs> and the rest of them sound like. Um, you know when you would when you were a kid and you would either play on somebody's electric piano or get one of just the the really short ones. It's just like one octave, and then they've got the beats that, yeah. that you could that you could riff over. It was like he hit the the, the beat and then just. <laughs> um, well, what were the were there any redeeming? Because I, I there was some there were some parts of Body Melt that I, I kind of liked. Um, cause it's, it's not like we, we were talking earlier about how, um, anthology films, like short story films, um, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of likable. Um, and, and this film is such a hot mess. It's almost like an anthology cause it feels like none of the, none of the individual, um, uh, plots like subplots are connected to each other other than the fact that they're, they're spontaneously mutating. Like, yeah. um, what the what the fuck was that rib scene anyway? I I, I don't I don't, yeah. don't understand what was going well, on. The, the, okay, so the pills. The first step is you hallucinate, and then the second step is or or like the first step is euphoria. The second step is hallucination. The third step is no, no. no it's the, the first step is uh, hallucination. The second step is glandular, and the third is and then the guy dies. The guy goes out Expo- the windshield. So I, I assume yeah, yeah. I assume the third step is a car accident. Yeah. Okay. But like, they they talk about it that that like <clears throat> that there are three stages to to what these pills do to you. Um, and the first one is that it makes you hallucinate. So apparently that was like his ex lover that died or something. I mean, and really, I guess that if you were to take this movie and break it out into each vignette as its own 
piece instead of trying to weave a bigger story with it. Um, that would be the best of the vignettes. That guy who's hallucinating about like he's like a cop or something. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that part is probably the most coherent. Uh, my least favorite would be the rednecks um, or whatever you call Aussie rednecks. But um, it was Bogans. Bogans. Is that is that really? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it seems I, I definitely... too weird to have just made up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so so you guys know that when a movie's pacing sucks, I rely quite heavily on the fast forward button. Um, the 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 part of this movie that I actually fast forwarded through, well, scrubbed. You know, I can still see what's happening. Was the Aussie rednecks because I was like, why is this little chav gonna have sex with this? ogre of a woman and then she's she's like do you want to love but i'm like well he's gonna get eaten it doesn't make sense with the idea of body melt but he's still gonna get eaten so it was kind of predictable there but like it's just not entertaining and i guess that that's the most i guess it's hard to pick which portion of this movie is the most ham-fisted social commentary but i think that the rednecks house which is full of like uh like celebrity memorabilia but old celebrity memorabilia is elvis and all sorts of old crap in it and it's all falling apart is very it's very much supposed to look like um the the texas chainsaw massacre house but without bodies strewn everywhere it was just like celebrity memorabilia Mm. so uh, i mean i get it i get it you know like i'm not dumb i understand what this movie is trying to do but I just don't think it hit the mark at all. And I don't think it deserves like the um the praise that it gets because it's not it's not entertaining to me. I mean I, okay, so I watched this who, who said it was who who praised this movie? Dude, you need to I told Adam and Matt this that you guys or you particularly need to read the IMDB reviews of this movie because I was like, why is this movie a cult movie? It's not even as gross as I was expecting because a lot of the times when uh, you expect a gross out moment to happen, um, it cuts away. It's like, uh, 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 it cuts away. And then they say something like a, that some sort of joke that's like an in-joke if you watch these Australian TV shows, like the procedure, like the police procedurals, a lot of it is, is like the uh, CIS or CSI, uh, CSI um, TV shows where the cops just make some like, weird, shitty quip. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, there, this movie has a huge amount of praise on IMDb, and um, I was expecting them to explain why. Wait, hold, hold on. I, I'm going to let you finish. Um, what? On, on <laughs> IMDb, IMDb has it as a, a 4.9 out of 10. I mean, not yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But no, but, but I'm saying, like, if you read recent reviews like if you read the reviews by most recent i believe is how i did it. i don't know i wasn't paying too much attention i was on my phone uh reading them instead of on a laptop or desktop but mm-hmm. um, i think that i ordered them by most recent and so i think that critics think this movie's shit but since it has such a cult following it because in australia these australians uh-huh. are like this movie's amazing it's the best australian horror film ever. <laughs> i'm like seriously no i don't think it is at all but um I guess that there is like a cultural divide here that's making it difficult for us to like really get into what's happening in this film. But um, I, I was I was kind of so I watched this movie on Vimeo, um, 
because I wasn't about to spend money to, to, to pay to buy a copy like Matt would. Um, and I don't have the box that Adam has. So I, uh, I'm watching it. And I'm like, is this an edited version? Because it keeps cutting away when it's about to be the gross out stuff. Um, and then there, it was just really strangely edited in such a way that I was like, man, this must be, must be an edited version. No, it's, it's, it's the theatrical version. And it came to me because I was like, okay, the guy did music videos. So it's cut really weird because he's like, thinks he's working against a, 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 a set amount of time. Cause you know, music videos can ex- only be X amount of minutes long. And then also I checked the runtime. It was uh, like 92 minutes or something, 82 minutes. I don't know. Um, and, and I, I checked like the official runtime on I, uh, IMDb. It's, the same amount. So I was like, well, I guess it's just the movie that I watched. Um, <laughs> so I, I was really let down uh, because this movie wasn't like the gross out classic I thought it would be. And I, to be fair, I don't necessarily want it to be a gross out classic. That's not my, that's not my preferred genre, but um, I was expecting it to be way grosser than street trash. And it's really, really tame. Like street trash is way grosser. Like it street trash turned my stomach so much when I watched it for the one and only time I'll ever watch it. But um body so what you body think, melt. buddy. <laughs> hey, so no, we're never doing street trash. Like we did body melt and that was my concession. Oh okay. You said street trash? Oh thank you. <laughs> um I will say so so there's like maybe two positive things that I can say about this movie. Um I do really enjoy some of the special effects on the melts. Uh, there's one dude, but there are in, only two, right? Yeah, I mean, there's one dude in particular where his like he is literally melting, like his face is like you see his skull and his eyes are kind of popping out, and it's just like this weird pussy shit falling down. Uh, I really yeah. like that effect. Um, a lot of them are fucking awful as well, <laughs> like the yeah, well, the chick's head the, the, falling apart or the giant tongue or like. The giant tongue really sucked, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that that was the worst. I think that the placenta that like ate its way into the guy's face was a really good kill. It was really that was the grossest kill of the movie, in my opinion. That um, whole scene really upset me. And like, where at the end of the scene, the the tentacles are all like whipping around her opened stomach, and then the camera sort of goes into her into her stomach as well. Like that, as far as gross out, was a scene that actually kind of like upset me for a second. I was like, oh. Fucking hell. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Have you ever seen Species 2? Uh, I'm sure that I have, because I remember when I was younger, I bought, like, a three set of Species so that I could pause it and jerk off to it. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so species, species 1 is kind of sexy, right? Because it's yeah. got, um, I can't even remember her name, the blonde woman. Um, Just the chick from it. Species, as she was known in the episode of South Park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so the first species, yes, is great. Was great, like wank material in 1994 or whenever it came out. And then Species Two came out, and it's about a male astronaut who gets infected with the like this alien virus of some sort, and it makes him like want to fuck everyone. And when he does, they all the women immediately become pregnant and have a rapid. <laughs> pregnancy that is a monster baby like okay so you're expecting okay if you're a horny teenager in the 90s like we were um and you rent species two you're thinking titties that's going to be the movie um with some with some aliens no in the first five minutes the guy comes 
back down from his his uh, space adventure, fucks two women in the bathroom of his like return home. Let me give you a medal party, and then one of them. Um, uh, immediately becomes pregnant, and these tentacles fly out of her like crotch, I believe, if not her stomach, and and they um, latch onto the other woman's face and kill them both. It's it's horrifying. Like it is one of the most unsettling scenes in a movie that I can probably ever imagine. It's awful. And so if this part made you feel uncomfortable, you may or may not want to go watch Species Two and feel sick and not have an erection for like a week. Um, so, so I think that that was kind of the concept that they went for with this, but it was perfected in species two because they had an actual budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the only other things that I have even kind of notes for is one thing literally just says, uh, this scape, the, the rollerblading sequence, the rollerblade scene. That is pretty unsettling. Like, yeah. I, I was like, damn, the kid even dies. Um, are you kidding me? The pregnant uh, the pregnant woman died. That's got to be worse than the, than the little kid dying. The kid was a jackass. <laughs> well, every kid in every horror movie is a jackass. Have you seen The Babadook? Yeah. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I have a couple serious problems with the, um, with the logic in this film. I know this is just beating a dead horse because this movie is not about logic, but let's just go with this thought experiment here. So, um... At the beginning, when the guy decides to drive to the town that is being dosed with these mutating pills, uh, why doesn't he just call them? I, I don't quite understand his motive. But anyway, uh, if he know, so I'm assuming that he understands that the pills mutate you. But he's like kicking them back like Pez. I don't understand it. Um, and then he knows that he's mutating. And so he gets a thing of dish soap and chugs it and that – doesn't really do anything it's just kind of like a hey let's have this guy chug this green liquid but then that comes back around the end when the 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 guy who works that gas station um ha- it says something to to somebody on screen at the end and then then it shows the pills that they are still there so let's rewind about 10 minutes in the movie the police know that the uh that the pills mutate people they also know that this, that that spa resort, whatever, is behind it all, and they shut it down. They put everything in bags and probably incinerate it. How is stuff at that gas station? That doesn't make any sense. Like no, they know that they would, people would know that that stuff will kill you. Um, <sighs> I, I I think I think um, you you have a great point because. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, to, to me, critiquing this movie is, is totally pointless, but oh, it's, um, it's absolutely. I'm, I'm going to try to humor you. Uh, because <laughs> I, I think like sometimes when they have recalls, um, not everyone and not everyone, um, actually recalls the product. Like there's people still with Samsung galaxy S sevens or note sevens or whatever. Um, so it, it could have been that they just they, they just didn't get notice uh, of the recall. Yeah, and, but I feel uh, like wouldn't the police be like, oh, this is a toxic uh, compound. We should probably go through their their shipping log or I don't know. It just seems silly. Oh, like oh. for a gotcha moment, it seems like, come on, you could have done a lot better. No, hold on. Hold on a second. No, the pills, the pills that that guy takes at the very beginning, uh, at the beginning of the film are uppers. 
because um, he's starting to hallucinate. Um, but no, so they're I, still I, the same the same color pills, man. Like they're the, yeah, the yeah. green and yellow pills. I don't think that. <clears throat> it just seems like if he's trying to warn the town not to take the pills, um, why would he be taking the pills? Also, this touches back on the bodybuilder with the high voice um, who uh, pops a bunch of pills and then his dick explodes and then he decides to bang this chick and like the, at the spa. So he decides to have sex with her because that makes sense. He just, they just wanted to show some more boobs, I guess. Um, and so why did they go with him just squeezing her head off and then dying while he's like <laughs> on top of her instead of having his monster penis do something to her? Like, wouldn't that logically be, if you're making a movie called body melt, wouldn't you go with the logical ridiculous extreme of like yeah. body horror yeah, that's there. A good, that's a good point. Uh, or they could get I, stuck together or something. I mean, there's the there, or he could melt on top of her, or he she could melt underneath him. Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's all this movie is 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 <clears throat> 25 years old. Obviously, we can't go back in time and make it a good movie. But uh, I don't understand how people that know what the pills are doing, especially like the head bad lady, she downs like an entire bottle of pills while she's trying to write up a. She's trying to like look through the the research for a new version of it or something, and she's like popping pills, and then she melts. I, I, so it doesn't make sense to me that people that know what this shit does are are, are like, well, I might as well just kill myself. I, I can I can explain some of this uh, because they had <laughs> there were different. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, there were different <laughs> versions. There were different versions of the pill, and uh, like there was a poisonous version um, that she injected the chemist with who crashed his car oh so but so why does he have similar little like mutations as i it does it just seems weird that okay if they have multiple versions of the pill and they all are bad like they they all hurt you why why would they take on themselves it just seems like they're playing with fire there I think the ones that they were taking personally, uh, they didn't think were poisonous, but it turned out that like pretty much everything was, was, uh, was deadly. Um, and okay. And so to explain the bodybuilders behavior, like why, um, why they bang. Um, so the first phase is they start to hallucinate. So maybe, um, maybe they were both hallucinating. I, I don't know. I um, think that's the, the only way that you could have, uh, that bodybuilder dudes, crotch anywhere near you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, um the guy the guy was swole uh and i do like that but um i, I would <laughs> i would have turned it down <laughs> look at dan yeah. and myron over there <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's over there just like licking his traps like damn son <laughs> um so but the second phase is uh, glandular and i took that i took that to mean they bang their uh, libido increases. So uh, that, that explains why everyone's having sex. But the thing and is, then, is that, like, who else is having sex? I, I don't really... Oh, you mean like the cannibal um, rednecks? Yeah, the job. Did they, uh, they, 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 they take pills? Did I miss them taking pills? They were all, everyone, everyone in there had been dosed secretly. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I guess that makes it less of an anthology and more of a straight plot but man that's that's confusing 
it's still it's still basically an anthology. There's there's no there's very little plot coherency other than a few like random strings. I I, I don't I I'm just I'm trying to make sense of a pile of shit. I, I really don't know uh, whether or not that was their intention, but it kind of makes sense if uh, the glandular part was referring to uh, like an increase in sexual libido because everyone um, in all uh, what is it five story arcs and, and then the um, the scene that ties it all together. I think uh, in four of them, there's like sex involved, right? There's um, Maybe. well, there's a pregnant woman. She apparently had sex in the past. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I guess she counts. Yeah, the, do- the that really attractive woman who um, she, the, she was naked. Uh, like she's having sex with um, a, a whistleblower, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And the two Bogan guys want to like. Um... Are, are on a road trip to try and get laid as well. That was yeah. their whole... Oh, good. Is that why they went there? Because I totally missed that like, they, point. They wanted to there. go to the house spa because they had a picture of the main bad, like the main antagonist lady, but they just ended up... I, I don't even know how their windscreen got broken. I didn't even see that part. But they ended up at that the hillbilly farm and, and ended up getting killed. But the point was to go to the house spa. Yeah, it's, pre- it's a pretty incoherent mess. But um, if you if you work hard enough, you can probably make sense of it. <laughs> you know, and I don't I honestly don't feel like this is nearly as bad as, uh, you know, your last pick, Tusk. Um, I wasn't you- like upset watching this film. I was just kind of confused. Oh, yeah, you were you were a little upset about me. About me yeah, a, a little time. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why you're upset about that. It was a fantastic movie. I stand by that pick. So, what did you guys watch this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can go if you'd like. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I decided to extend my pain and watch another Aussie body horror movie uh, that that I had never gotten around to. I watched Bad Taste, Peter Jackson's first film. Oh, mm. so good. Um, <laughs> is it? I love that taste. Um, I didn't really like it. I thought that it was really... I was like, this took four years to make? Come on now. Well, um, it took four years to make because they only shot on weekends. I know. It's, <laughs> it's a joke, Matt. It's not Elton John. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's not the... Yeah, sorry. Getting defensive. <laughs> I appreciate it for what it is. Uh, I felt like the scene where all the... Um, Lord Crumb is talking about their plans because every evil mastermind needs to tell everyone his plans. That part where they're where he's standing on the staircase and, and all the aliens in the blue shirts are are um, about to eat the guy's neon green puke. I was like, did they film this in the same house that they did Dead Alive? I mean, it must be an homage because in Dead Alive to that scene because it's like it looks so similar. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I'm pretty sure the first like three movies that Peter Jackson made were just at his house, essentially. Um, <laughs> it was like Dead Al- uh, Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, and then Dead Alive, which like dramatic change in film stock quality between those first two and Dead Alive. But uh, so, do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. 
Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Uh, I actually haven't gotten a chance to watch very much this week, again, because my life's been kind of insane, uh, but I, I do want to promote an album that I've been listening to nonstop that is a very not Matt Kelly album to promote, and really probably not anything that I need. I could convince any listeners to listen to, but uh been listening to the new Bruno Mars album a lot, and it's really fucking good. It's like really, it's like a Prince meets James Brown album, and I fucking love it. Um, I gotta save my what did I watch for next week so that Canon doesn't have to sit through six pages of notes about a trashy <laughs> TV show from the mid two thousands. To be fair, I think he deserves it. But I did read all of uh, Injustice DC's Injustice God Gods Among Us uh, yesterday, which uh, doesn't really have anything to do with that that like video game the fighting video game that they did it's like an alternate universe dc where uh lois lane dies and so batman or no not batman superman kills the joker and then sort of goes insane from there and just goes on like a kill crazy rampage where he like takes over the world as sort of like a despot ruler and like dictator and uh that was really good i enjoyed that uh except i read something like 150 issues of it and then they hang it up they ended on a fucking cliffhanger so I'm not too fucking happy about that, because I don't know what happened, but apparently I don't get to. Uh, Cannon, have you watched anything besides Body Melt? Uh, my, my girlfriend doesn't let me watch horror movies anymore. Um, so, but I've been, trying to, I've been trying to trick her into watching Split, which just came out in yes, Germany. I want to see it. Have you guys seen that? Is it any good? Nope. I haven't no, seen I it, but I, I, watch it. I did read what the spoiler is, and it's kind of dope. So, yeah, I, I heard that spoiler on Reddit too, and I was like, "God damn it, you guys!" Yeah, uh, someone ruined it on Reddit. <laughs> I mean, why do I even try? <laughs> yeah, God forbid you don't see a movie opening day that has a twist ending. It doesn't go front page, right? but it but it does seem like this is like one of the most well reviewed M Night movies in a long fucking time. So. That's kind of grabbed my interest. Well, that was Body Melt from my thick 1993. I don't really care enough to research it. Uh, as picked by Canon. Don't forget that you can always pick movies by contacting us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com with your suggestions. Next week, we're going to be watching almost the exact same movie. So, you know, look forward to that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have anything, that, uh, any other things you need to promote for us right now? Well, you can always find our Twitter at HMN Podcast over there. Uh, We're going to be interacting, posting the episodes. You can always check us out. What about you, Scotty? We can, uh, or you can, listen to us on uh, SoundCloud.com backslash Horror Movie Night. You can also listen, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and through your favorite podcast app. Uh, we, we love when you send us emails with your suggestions for future picks, because especially if they have some sort of 
lurid story to go along with them, or you are an OG Better Horror Club friend, canon, we will sit through and suffer with you uh, <laughs> and something that you were, would be interested in doing. Uh, <clears throat> we have a Facebook group that is full of fanciful people who are awesome. Um, even my wife, is, who is real, by the way, uh, shows up and posts sometimes. Um, and we will be at uh, Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, just in a few short weeks, the weekend of March 10th through the 12th. Pretty excited about it. And I am hard working on trying to get us a live event as well. Uh, details for that will be probably posted on the Facebook because I don't think they'll be finalized before the newsletter comes out. So definitely uh, make sure that you keep your eyes and ears peeled on the Facebook page. If you live anywhere near Cherry Hill, Philadelphia area, uh, if you want to see us do a live show of what we do on here. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. All right. <laughs> You're the one who's trying to troll us with this pick, you son right. of a bitch. Hold on a second. No, no, you, you, you made me watch some, some pure crap over the last few weeks. I, I, I well, no, it, it, since your show, since your show started, I realized none of the picks that you make are any good. So how dare you? How Dude, dare I'm... you criticize? Wait, wait, wait! wait. Would the both of you shut up, children? Amazing. We have an intro that we yeah, have. Yeah, I have an intro, and this intro is fucking one of Adam's best. So. Here we go. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.